to the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. I got to send a huge shout out to my guy, my co-host, Jerry Mancini. He held it down for me last week for part of the week. I was on vacation for another part of the week, actually for the entire week. My wife was sick. It was chaos at home. We even went on vacation with her being sick, and it was it was a whole it was a whole thing. It was a crazy crazy week. Jerry Mancini did an awesome job holding it down, even though he and I are now enemies after all the animosity between Lazio and Inter over the weekend. But this is I still smile at my enemies. Like I I don't I don't really hold grudges against anybody, but I've been told we're enemies now. Uh, we got a, a special guest for this episode. I wanted to make sure for my triumphant return that the Interisti outnumbered the Laziali. Now, we did have another uh, Laziale uh, we, we thought might join us, but he got a little bit busy. He couldn't hop on. So it's 2-1 to one in our favor, even though the game was 3-1 to one in Jerry's favor and Lazio's favor. Uh, we still have plenty to say about Lazio's 3-1 win over Inter at the Olimpico over the weekend. Uh, thank God for me and Dave, Inter did bounce back with a Champions League victory over the giant killers, Sheriff, who uh, were sitting atop the group. I guess they still technically are sitting mm-hmm. atop the group. Inter are the first team in Group D to take all three points from Sheriff, so I can have at least a partial smile on my face. But before we introduce our special guest, let me introduce Jerry Mancini. Jerry, good evening to you, sir. You're still uh, riding high off of that Lazio win. How are you? No, I stopped. I had a lot of Inter fans ask me, am I Phil? And I was like, okay, I'll stop. I, I'm I'll still waiting stop. for an apology. Like, I, I want you to apologize to Inter fan. I would never talk to that Inter fan ever again. Okay, so I, that was the only guy who broke my balls. And I was like, get out of here. But um, I was excited Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I treated like a scudetto because we don't win scudettos. And 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 people who banter me about that stuff, I don't care. It doesn't really bother me because I know what my club is. But when we can beat Inter, I will cherish it for three days for for because we don't get to beat them every time. Let's just be realistic. It doesn't happen all the time. So um it, it's a big win, but when when you really think about it at the end of the day, Roma was a big win too. And what happened? Huge. We should bet we shit the bet afterwards and we couldn't do anything against uh Bologna. So as much as these wins are nice, when you can't beat the mid-table teams, it, it, there's not much to like be so excited about, right? So at the end of the day, cherish it, I guess, and then keep going. You guys, season's still long. Like you still got to play Inter one more time in January. I don't think it's going to be as easy next time. Uh, there'll be a healthier Inter side, where Vidal will be back. There'll be a lot of key players back at the end of the day. So, but. I think Inter is more happy with the result today as opposed to what it was on Saturday. I think that if they were to choose which game they would rather have won, today is, the, today is the day that they would want to win, not Saturday. Because Champions League has always been an issue for Inter. Um, I don't remember the last time I don't remember the last time they got a victory in, in Champions League. I don't even think they got one last year. Uh no they 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 got one last year. They? Uh, they did they? Yeah, I mean they they, did, they they got fourth place in the group, but they did get a win last year over uh at least one uh, over I guess Borussia. they maybe just won over Gladbach. They got a win yeah, over. Wow. Yeah. Well, they still hold their own destiny at the end of the day. I think yeah. that's the most important thing is that they still hold their fate because they still have played sheriff one more time. And I know that you guys are going to want to we're going to break down that game, but um at the end of the day 
I was just talking to Nima right now, and and the the, the defense we'll talk after is still the biggest glaring issue. Was an issue today. Was an issue Saturday. Um, but we'll talk more. But I can keep going. But yeah, overall happy about the weekend. But keep moving now. And Thursday is uh, the biggest day Europa League. It's not just Champions League stuff. Well, then no, no, the the real league is the conference league. That's that's the. Big one. <laughs> I was I was saying good luck to all the teams, and I said good luck Champions League and Europa League for Milan, Inter, uh, Juve, and Atalanta. And I think I forgot to put Atalanta. That's all bad. Uh, well, you hate them anyway. Don't worry about them. No, I don't hate them. I just hate Gasparini. But I oh. would never root for fucking Roma. Never. No, if, <laughs> if you put a gun to my head, I would never see yes. Like. <laughs> But but it, uh, but when I was saying the tweet, I completely forgot after where I'm like, oh, conference league. But, yeah, nobody, even Roma fans don't care about conference league. Like, no, no, yeah, nobody cares. They, it's just it's a money beating, grab. It's like yeah. Meanwhile, they're beating teams five nothing, acting like they're the best team in the uh, in the league. Though. Yeah, because because like the conference league is basically Roma and then like fifth division teams from countries you've never heard of. Like it's 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 the bottom of the barrel, bro. Like seriously, it's like. <laughs> but let's introduce our. Uh, yeah, yes, man. You you know him and you love him. Uh, chances are, no matter what team you support, whether you're an Interista or not, you probably uh, follow this man on Calcio Twitter, Dave, who's at Forza Inter Haiti on Twitter. So Dave, like me, got a smile on his face today. Not so much over the weekend. How are you, sir? Hey guys, thanks for having me. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of the show. I always listen, so it's always a pleasure every time I get to join you guys. As you said, um. Had you guys invited me a couple of days earlier, then um, my, my smile would probably would have been a little more fake. But this is genuine. I'm happy. I just watched the game. And, um, you know, I'm in good spirits. So, Jerry, well, me, we'll, we'll deal with ask, you later. Yeah, let me ask you the question that Jerry threw out there, if you agree, that if uh, if you could only choose one win in the last two games, you could win one and lose the other, would you have chosen the Sheriff game today? Because, like, I'm a little bit torn on it. I think Jerry's right. Like, I think I would have chose to – if I can only win one, I think I would have chosen the Sheriff game because if you hadn't won today, you can basically kiss any hopes of advancing in Champions League goodbye, whereas in yeah. Serie A, you know, all your goals are still in front of you. Like, it is it is still conceivably possible to win a Scudetto despite oh. losing that game. But it was also – it was a really annoying game, and I wanted Inzaghi to be able to win in his first matchup against Lazio. But – I think I agree with Jerry at the end of the day. Do you agree? Would you have chosen the victory over Sheriff if you could only have one? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, if Had they told me this going into this week, um, I could only pick one win. It definitely had to be Sheriff, given how we performed in the CL. You know, we lost to Real Madrid and we, we drew with Shakhtar. So we desperately need the points. And um, as far as the Serie A goes, of course, like you said, um, with the history, um, we got we got Inzaghi from them. We got Correa. So just for those guys, I wanted for us to win and for it, for, for their first trip there to be a success. But um, not only Lazio, we get to, to see them again in January, but Napoli, who are now the the, the leaders of this area, ah, we played them twice. Yeah. So everything is still well within our control. And um, I guess later on we could talk more about how the season could go as far as Milan and and um and uh, Napoli because we we still got the African Cup of Nation coming up and stuff like that that will affect both squads. I have a question That's for you both, call. you guys. Actually, um, yeah, that is a good call. Actually, you're right. I think the, who knows how that will affect them. But I, I got a bigger question. Who cares about Napoli? <laughs> <laughs> 
Walking yeah, at the Korea, top right now, you have to care about them. No, I, I know, but Joaquin Korea wasn't called on as a sub today. Like, is that a concern or is that just tactical where he didn't want to use him? He decided to use Alexis Sanchez. Like, was he on the bench today, Korea? I, I don't know. I'm just curious. I, be- I believe so. Um, I, I I didn't have any problem with that today uh, because if if they are to me, you have to kind of plan when, when you're in Champions League playing midweek matches and you've got a gigantic game coming up this weekend as Inter have against Juventus. I think you have to be kind of planning out two matches at once, and I, I think it was I think it was important for Inzaghi to probably tactically save certain bodies because. Jerry, I think the chances that we see Alexis subbed on against Juventus are 0.0. Like, I don't think there's any chance whatsoever that Alexis is going to see any playing time against Juve. So you figured, let's use him today and, uh, and you know, save uh, save Correa for the weekend against Juve. Uh, now, we could certainly have a bigger conversation about Correa, who's outside of his sensational debut, hasn't been particularly good or consistent for Inter. He's already had uh, a couple of knocks and a couple of injuries, uh, which is something that shouldn't be too surprising. I know Jerry warned me about that uh, when he came over. So that's certainly a conversation to be had. But what did you think, Dave, about uh, Correa not getting on today? Um, Like you said, today, I I I don't have any issue with him not coming on. Um, It's not like at any point of the game we're watching the game and we felt like it called for Correa or, or whatnot. You know, we were handling things as we needed to. Um, and Sanchez, I believe, um, as opposed to what you said, I think that he came in, he looked lively. He made a couple couple of those passes to Dumfries that Dumfries failed to control. And um, I think that he showed some signs to Inzaghi. Maybe he can see some minutes. But further on um, Korea, I think that um, not only has he been dealing with, with fitness issues, he was injured while he was with Argentina. He missed the game, muscle fatigue or whatnot. He only played like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes against Lazio as well. So I think it's a mixture of that. And finally, you're at Inter now. You know, like if you're not performing, you just don't deserve to play. You know, you have to earn your minutes. Sanchez is in top form based on the, his three games in the international break with, with Chile. Uh, his last match, he had, what, two assists or whatnot. So I guess I would hope that. Inzaghi is telling them, hey, listen, man, you're not performing. You, you're costing us this amount of money that Jerry Jerry is always bragging about it on Twitter. I'm sure, nah. Inzaghi, I'm sure Inzaghi told them mil. that. I'm sure hey, Inzaghi told them that. Inzaghi we, told them, hey, you can't have Jerry Mancini making us look silly on Twitter. You got to nah. do something. If you don't do that, if you don't do that, you can't play. You know. So, How funny <laughs> would that be if Simone is like he's got his phone out. He's like, he look at look at this guy. Look at he's, he's always clowning us. Look at this guy. We, we gotta make up for that Mariki loss, man. Twenty million dollars. <laughs> Rocky's gonna freaking kill me when he hears that. But freaking, oh man. I, I didn't give up on Mariki personally, but when you're spending twenty million, I think that Inter might be in the same boat as Lazio with with like these these big money signings where they're just like not panning out. I fucking hate this crap. Latches should beat Milan, not enter Smith. 100%. Here's <laughs> yeah. the difference. Here's the difference. We played Milan third week, okay? We played them. We played two scrubs, Empoli and Spezia. We overperformed. Yeah, you guys look great the first two games. We overperformed. I, I even thought that uh, we were amazing. Yeah. We go off. I think that had we never went into the actual international break, that game may have looked a little bit different for Lazio with the momentum shifting and everything. 
sometimes when you have the momentum and you go into the break, it kind of hurts you, right? And, and maybe that happened with Inter yeah. against Lazio, where the break kind of cooled them down. They go in, and Lazio for for this time it benefit them because Immobile had two weeks to recover. If Immobile doesn't play Saturday, that game they lose. 100%. I don't give a crap what anybody says. You can put Savage on the field. You could put Alberto on the field. You could put all anybody. They're not the same team. But on against Milan, like they had their team. They didn't have injuries. We were still adapting to Sari in the third week. We were still understanding how to play under him. Eight games is much different compared to three games. And that's eight games in the season. You're not including the extra two games you played in Europa League. That helps. That's 10 games in total. We didn't play any Europa League games yet prior to the Milan match. Like, there's a lot that has happened in the last four weeks where players have adjusted. Like, Toma Basic has now looked really comfortable under certain things. He started in place of Luis Alberto. When was the last time you heard Lazio was going to not bench was going to bench, sorry, Luis Alberto versus Inter in the last five seasons, unless he was injured, yeah. okay? Yeah, it would have sounded ridiculous, yeah, to yeah. say that, yeah. It's, it's crazy where we are now, and it, and, and it makes me sick because we are in this position where we do have depth because of a vendetta that Claudio Latito has with Simone Inzaghi. I hate it so much, and I do believe with Biggie that we should have beaten Milan, not Inter, compared to the, the, the strength of the clubs. I think that Inter is a much stronger team compared to Milan. But, in fairness, we can say that, but Milan is structured under Pioli. They have right. been playing for almost two seasons, so there's an identity there. The players know what is expected. Under Simone Inzaghi, it's the same like Sari, where everyone thought that, oh, it's a 3-5-2, everything's landy-dandy. But he still has to understand the type of players he has, uh, how they were going to fit into his kind of style of how he plays 3-5-2 and, and how he integrates them. I think the biggest issue with Inter has been the back end. And mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't have no idea what it is because I was talking to Nima. He thinks that at Lazio, we had a structure, but we didn't have the players. I, to a degree, do not agree with that because I've never seen a structure with Lazio in the back end. I think that the, the thing was that we had good wing backs. We had Lazzari and Marusic who can, mm. who can support the center backs. Um, I think that that's an issue with, with the Inter's wing backs, maybe, is that, see, Inter's wing backs still haven't convinced me. Yeah. I think that the wing backs are struggling to defend in the back, and it's causing problems for the center backs, spreading them out and, and creating space. Um, I could be wrong, but here's uh, you know he, 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 here's my take, and I'm I'm stealing this, and forgive me if I I can't remember who I'm stealing this from. I think it's I think it's a fellow that I'm in a group chat with, an intergroup chat who said this, and I thought that this point made a lot of sense. Um, I I don't think I'm sure the personnel has something to do with it because obviously Denzel Dumfries is still getting himself adapted, as is as is Demarco. We've seen some good and some not as good from him, and and Perisic, you know, is. He's put in some good performances. He's still not really a wingback in my mind. So I think there is something to be said about the personnel. But I think the bigger thing is, uh, and obviously, like you said, Jerry, Conte and Inzaghi are not the same, even if they do run the same formation. The system is different. But with a couple of pieces of personnel for Inter, 
last season uh, under Conte, you think about having people like Hakimi and Lukaku, what they were able to do on the break and what Lukaku was able to do with his holdup and both of them very fast, Hakimi blazing fast. So what the way that this changed the defensive structure for Inter was they could play when they were off the ball. They could play extremely compact, right? And then they had the speed and the power with Lukaku and Hakimi to break violently to to you know to go from the defensive phase into the attacking phase seamlessly. So they could be compact and then they could break out of that extremely quickly. Um, but when you don't have those players anymore, because I think this is one of those things where people maybe don't realize how big of a loss Lukaku is, because Edin Dzeko can clearly score goals, right? But with Lukaku, it was more about that. It was so much about his hold-up play as well, and also his speed and his explosiveness. You know, and, and Dzeko, at 35 years old, just doesn't have all of that speed and explosiveness anymore. Um, so with having people like Lukaku, who is basically always on the pitch, uh, for Inter and Hakimi, who was on the pitch most of the time last year, they were able to play so compact in the defensive phase, and it was so hard to score against them. And it didn't sacrifice their attacking because when they got the ball on the break, they were off to the freaking races. So I yeah. think the problem here is balance. Like, it's not so much like you know, you still have the same back three that you had last season that was the best defense in Serie A. And, you know, maybe the wingback personnel does, and obviously in the case of Hakimi, yeah, it makes a difference. But the biggest difference was you were able to play so compact in defense last year. And this year, if you were to do that, you wouldn't be able to score any goals because you wouldn't be able to break out the same way. So uh, whoever it was who said that, I apologize for plagiarism, but it made so much sense. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think Skriniar, who was it? Skriniar came out and said that today or yesterday in the interview. That was yesterday before the match, actually. Um he said that Inzaghi said it himself that that's how his teams are. You know, they um, they concede a lot and um, they, they are stretched. And he did say that they're still working on the defense or whatnot. But uh, just to piggyback on, on, on um, your point, Alex, um, that's exactly it. Um, the fact that you have Lukaku who could turn on the dime and start a counterattack on his own, um, it, it gives you the luxury of starting your defensive black very low. You know, you just pretty much sit damn near into your own box and just there it seems to break you down. And most most times they cannot. But when you replace Lukaku and Hakimi with um, Zeko and Darmian, who started most of the matches so far, so Darmian is still a starter so far, um, you don't you lose that ability. And for that reason, I guess that's why we've, we've been playing the high line. Right now, this team resembles more the, the first the first month of Inter last year under Conte when we were we were a mess. That's exactly what the team looks like. Every time um, a, the opponent can get over the initial press, we look stressed. We, we look stretched in the back. It's like three on three. You see Skriniar scrambling for his life and stuff like that, and you, you think it's going to be a catastrophe. Um, I don't know how, how to fix it, to be honest, because when you have Zeko and, and Darmian, you have to at least have a, a higher starting point. Yeah. Because... Even if you win the ball back there with the low block, Zeko cannot, he doesn't have the pace to make it up there to be a threat or a Darmian or whatnot. Um, I guess Dumfries, now that we're seeing that he's being more um, integrated, maybe he could be that guy. Although he is he is a, 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 least, a least quality version of Hakimi, but we saw some, some, some attributes today that are very helpful. Like that pass that Zeko gave him that you saw that he made that big run from from the back, just like Hakimi, I guess his control failed him and he couldn't even mm -hmm. get a shot off. 
but we're seeing some things that that are encouraging if if um if, if we want to be positive i'll say yeah and i wanted to ask you your take on dumfries so far because like to mm-hmm. me you know i'm i'm still he's still an incomplete i'm giving him more time i see people mm-hmm. trying to write him off already like oh this guy this guy sucks no, he's no. not it he can't play in city and and the problem that i have with that is and i'm not saying i'm convinced now i did I, I did love him, and I'm glad Inter signed him. I was I was really championing for this player to come, so maybe I'm a little bit biased in his favor. But at the same time, and Jerry, you remember this as well as I do, and Dave does. Uh, first half of the season last year, there were plenty of games when Hakimi really struggled. Right? I mean, by the second half of the season, the guy was in incredible form, but first yeah. half of the year had some really bad gaffes defensively, had problems in control in the final third where sometimes he would just make the wrong decision, pass when he should shoot, vice versa. Uh, so it, it's not as if, you know, Hakimi was, you know, man of the match like 38 times last year. He, he yeah. had some struggles first half of the season as well. So for that reason, I'm going to be patient with Dumfries. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna... And I like, uh, real quick, um, um, Jerry, um, I, I like I like to to listen to what the manager is saying because Inzaghi said it himself. He said um, Dumfries is actually ahead of schedule as opposed to what they're expected when they when they purchased them. He has to to adjust to the language, a new city, and everything, a new system. Because he played three at the back um, in the Euros with with Netherlands, but PSV plays the back four. Um, now in the in the national team, they play a back four as well. So he's only playing the back three here. So he's still in school, more or less, and I, you could see it. You could see, you could see the, um, you could see the quality there. But he just has to work at it and stop thinking as much and react. He will get to that point at some point, and uh, I'm very encouraged. I'll, I'll, I'll say, just let's just be calm, give him some time. So, I'm not sure if you guys follow ADP. Add Pal Pal. He's an Inter fan. I probably do then. And he's I from, probably do as well. He's from Winnipeg. And he messaged me on the side today because I did a spaces and I kind of was criticizing Dumfries how he wasn't having a great game in the first half. I, um, I personally didn't think he was that that good in the first half. He looked slow, missed times passes. There's just a lot of things that I felt that he needs to improve on. But like you guys said, it needs time, and he gave me some points because I don't fall into like you guys. Actually, I, I can't say that actually because I watch more <laughs> games because of fucking Alex. You but... probably watch more games than I do these days. Like the the last uh, the last couple games, I wasn't even able to watch them live. Like I did, I finally I finally watched the Lazio game last night. So I you know I think Jerry I think Jerry watches more into than I do these days. So he wrote, "Give Dumfries time to acclimate. He doesn't know the language and relies on Devry for everything to understand what Nzagi wants." Inter fans can be brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, they so. look at him as being oh, yeah. shit for two heavy touches in the first half. Hakimi took half a season to excel in Italy. Yep. Dumfries is no Hakimi, but after Hakimi, he is better than whatever else we've had on the right since Maicon left. And he'll continue yep. to improve. And then I said, good points. And he's like, of course they're good points because they're my points. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're great points, actually. So, yeah. I mean, and he, he, he got into advanced positions well, he said. He'll be fine with more yes. time. Yes. So, hey, man. Well, on the stat sheet today, he, he, has a, he has an assist on the stat sheet, so it's not a bad day in the office. And also, you could see the impact he's had on, on, on um, keeping Sheriff's defense honest because every time he does make that run, he takes 
a couple players with him and it does have that impact as opposed to if we had um darmian that nobody's really scared that he's going to beat you in the foot race so um give him some time man give him some time i think he's going to come good so i want i want to get into uh a discussion on a couple of the hot button topics coming out of the Lazio Inter game, and oh, let, let, let me preface something I'm about to say. I'm um, I'm not complaining about the outcome. Um, you know, Lazio scored three goals, so even if one of those goals hadn't counted or whatever, then you know, Lazio still deserved to win the match. And I thought Inter lost their heads and lost their cool way too much after the controversy. So I'm not complaining about the outcome. Like, I'm not going to be that guy that, oh, it could have been a different game, this and that. Um, but I have an interesting perspective on the whole hot button thing with Felipe Anderson and DiMarco being down. It was weird because, like I mentioned, I couldn't watch the match live. I was on a trip with my family, and I was trying to be a good husband and dad and not watch it. Um, but I did see for, like, the next, you know, 24 hours just the shitstorm of Serie A Twitter Right on both sides of it, right? Right. The people thought, "Oh, why? Why is Inter whining so much?" The Inter fans who were like, "Oh, this is bullshit. How can you talk about us this way?" So I didn't really know what to expect when I finally watched the match and I watched that sequence last night. It was really interesting because some of like the anti-Inter banter, I heard things like, "Well, hold on. If, if Demarco was so hurt when he was down on the turf, how come Lautaro didn't play it out?" Like. That's horseshit right there because when I watched it last night, I'm like, really? So DiMarco takes the knock as he's passing the ball to Lautaro, who had his back turned to DiMarco. So there's no chance Lautaro could have even seen DiMarco go down. And then he takes the shot like three seconds later. So it's not like he had time. Oh, he's hurt. I better play. So th that whole thing is bullshit. And then, you know, as everyone saw when they looked at the slow mo replays, there were mul multiple Lazio players, you know, telling, uh, telling, uh, what's the name of your bald keeper? Reina. Uh, uh, Reina to play it out. Uh, and then, you know, they, didn't, they advanced it. And then Felipe Anderson, like, dribbles past the corpse of Federico de Marco <laughs> laying out to build up for that goal. So, uh, I listen, I, I, I thought it was shitty sportsmanship. Uh, now, I do acknowledge, Jerry, to be fair, if the shoe had been on the other foot, I probably would have said, hey, listen, it, it's a good goal. You know, it, it happens. Uh, so I'm not I'm I'm trying to be as impartial as possible, even though I'm an Interista. And again, I'm not arguing with the outcome of the match or anything like that. Uh, Inter probably deserved to lose that game, so I'm not arguing with the outcome. But I did think that that sequence was bullshit. Uh, you know, not to play it out and and to approach it the way that they did, because it's not like Lautaro had time to think and play it out. And if anything, you're playing advantage at that point from a foul that may have been committed. So. Man, I, I thought it was—I thought it was ugly. At the same time, Inter shouldn't have lost their cool and basically started a brawl the way that they did. So, it—it's it, not the kind of thing you ever want to see. Uh, but I—I I just thought that in that, and I kind of wondered what—what what was the game a couple of years ago in England? I know Aston Villa was involved in it, where you had yeah. a board in a similar circumstance, and then they let the other team tie it like i thought maybe something handanovic even brought that up to saturday after that yeah, with leads, I think. Even told lazio to play it out before they scored that goal so i, I just really? thought that was ugly man and you can call me biased all you want to because i am an interista i admit that but that that whole sequence rubbed me the wrong way and there's no way lautaro could have even known that 
DiMarco was down and played it out. So I, I, I thought, honestly, I thought that that was real shit sportsmanship. There's a great tweet that a Lazio account followed. He followed me today, and I looked at his timeline, and he wrote a tweet. Fair play, sport, tifitas, and sportsmanship, and they're pictures of Inter. And I have to hear Inter fans say that Lazio has no sportsmanship. Fair play is when Lautaro Martinez is grabbing the leg of Toloy. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I can, I'll send you that. This is where I laugh when when players call when people call other teams. Lazio, I believe, 2018 when uh, D'Ambrosio freaking kicks Thomas Thomas Trakosh on the back of the head, and he's going for the for the ball. I remember that like it was yesterday. There was nothing wrong with that. I remember. Oh, that. yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that was in that famous game to decide the Champions League spot last match day. Like, that, that was a good goal. Like, that, there was nothing there. No, man. And then the best one, the, the best one is this one. When Vidal is down on the floor versus Lazio last year, and he looks up with one eye, and, and he's fine, and he's looking at Immobile. Did Immobile so, slap him or not? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, bro, bro, the, the fact that he's on the floor. Regardless, it's the same. Where's the sportsmanship there? The guy's on the floor, and, and you're saying that he's he's there, and he and you see him going like this. If you're doubting, Mobile hit him in the face, and that that was that's on camera. Terry. You could go back and see it yeah. again. Like yeah, it was clear. Whether, now whether he was dead or not, how much it hurt or not, that's debatable. He sold that debate, but he he sold, of course. So what's your guy doing hitting him in the face? What's the sportsmanship in that? No, and no, listen, I, I see this, right I see this, and, and I, I don't understand no. this. So he says, he says, you aren't biased, you are wrong and emotional. I saw most Interisti agreeing that Lazio did nothing wrong. But here, here's the thing: like, how how can you argue if they did nothing wrong? Why were there no less than three Lazio players signaling play it out? Why was Sadi signaling to play it out? So if you yeah. if you did nothing wrong, then how come there were at least four people on that pitch or on that touchline telling you to play it out? So if you did nothing wrong, why was anybody saying, "Oh, play it out, please"? Hey, at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, you know what? Like we said, um, last year got that three points. You know, um, I like I like for us to handle our business on the pitch. You know, um, we did not. They got the three points. That's undisputable. But yeah. what's also undisputable was that it was it was Bush League. All right, yeah. just take it as it is. It was Bush League. Yeah. Take your three points. And we, I mean, Jerry, you were not on the pitch. You did not personally do it. We don't have anything personal against you. Oh, not nothing but, at all. No, I don't but, care. But, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like it's Bush League. We can't we can't dress it as anything else. Because at the end of the day, um, the is passing the ball and he takes the knock. It's not like it's not like he he um he was running and caught one of those fake cramps that those players get to to to, to buy time. He was hit by your player. You know what I mean? He was he made contact with you. he was body checked by your player. So yeah. that's one thing. I I let me let me finish. Let me finish the point and I'll let you finish, right? Lotaro doesn't see it. He dribbles and he takes the shot on the other end, which Reyna easily parries. Mm. Now, what does Reyna do as his players are telling him to put it out? He runs to the other side where DeMarco is clearly on the floor and there's a clear gap there. That's and right. he throws it to, to Anderson who dribbles. He probably hops over DeMarco's dead body on the floor. Yep. Like, what? that's the guy that would have been marking you. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're a professional. You're a professional. Take the goal. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. Like, our guys lost their head. They should have came back better. We're champions. We should have shown better mentality. Ooh. But Bush League. Let's keep it at that. 
But here, here's the thing. He get right after everything. He gets up like nothing happened to him first. And let, let's think about the first half when what was his name? Darmian. Darmian was down, and we threw the ball out, and he was complaining that he was hurt. It gets right right after we throw the ball out. He gets right back up like nothing ever happened. Jerry, that bringing up other plays that has nothing to do with that. No, but, but, but hold on. But the problem is when you see that shit happen. And you don't take players serious, and and I get so pretty, one so pretty much this this was Lazio deciding that they're gonna solve the issue of players faking injuries in football once and for all. That's what this was. No, it wasn't. It was bush league. You guys took an opportunity to win a game that you guys probably had no business winning. And you the, yeah, I, I don't even and, and, and I, 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 I wouldn't even go that far. The opportunity yeah. is part of the game as well, so that's yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. No, and and, uh, and and David brings up. He says, "I can't speak for them, so I can only say what I saw." Interplayed on, you would celebrate it, but that, see that argument doesn't apply. Oh, they, it was yeah. three, they played on for the next three seconds, and, and that's advantage, right? Like, like so, you play on for the next three seconds, and Demarco being down had nothing to do with the shot that Lautaro. And that's something took. that happens in every every football match. You see the play on rule. It happens every match. Like I don't understand guys that that are bring that are even bringing that up. Come on, man. Yeah. No. Yeah, and, and just, yeah, just you're on the opposite end. end. If you were, I'm telling you right now, if that was Inter, they do the same thing. I don't give a fuck what no, anybody no, says. No, 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 bullshit, no, man. No, 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 bullshit. I hate no, when no, people no, no. say we don't no, do no, that. No, no. If you're in the no, same no, no, area, no, no. you're in that this position, This is one of the man. reasons I love my team. No, 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 no. No, no. Hey, man. No, 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 no. Historically, nah, we're too classy to do that. Well, and, and I just want to make sure, because uh, I, I know David uh, Lonhole, we love you, David. I, I think he tuned in a little bit late. He might have missed the first part of my point when I brought up this discussion. Um, hold on. I, I wanted to uh, – I, I don't know if I brought up the, the message I want to. But anyway, I just want to clarify, like, I'm, I'm not arguing the outcome of the match. Like, what it's, Neither am I. And I know you're not either. And I wanted to clarify, like, I'm not saying, well, hey, listen, if that, if that goal hadn't counted um, – uh, did, did I? I'll, I'll have to look back and uh, and maybe he's right. I'll have to look back and take a look at that if they did that with Verona. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying like oh I'm arguing the three points lost or that we didn't deserve to lose because at the end of the day we gave up a third goal after that. We lost our heads after that play. So even if that goal hadn't counted, uh, maybe we would have still lost the match. So I'm not I'm not disputing that. Uh, I just thought that that sequence was bush league. And you know what? If if he's right that Inter did that, uh, I'm not a fan of that either. I, I don't want to see that happen in the game. Yep, 100%. Uh, I, I, you know what? I don't play on the pitch, man. I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, it, I get what you guys are saying, but I, I, and I, and I agree that it's not right. But at the same time, I get to a certain degree that there are players who, who, who try to buy a foul and, they're not really hurt, and they're trying to buy. Well, inside, let, let me interrupt you there. Injury. I mean, first, first of all, that wasn't buying a foul because that was a foul. That's why the advantage yeah. was played. That was a foul. That wasn't buying a foul. You know, so again, why didn't his players, I need to crack open a beer if I'm going to continue this discussion. Him down the floor. Why didn't they tell him to, to throw the ball out? What? If if their own players see him down, why don't they tell him to kick it out? <laughs> And the three Ooh, seconds, Tato, like, dude, it happened over three two seconds. Two dribbles and shoots the ball. Yeah, it, dude, it you you nah. have to you have to go back. I, and this is one of the things that drove me crazy because, like I said, I watched the match two days later, and so I had already heard all the complaining before I even knew what people were talking about. And I kept seeing people say, "Hey, well, why didn't Lautaro play it out, bro?" It was a bang bang play. 
DiMarco gets smashed as he's passing it to Lautaro, who had his back turned the other way, takes a shot, like Dave said, two dribbles later. He did not have time for the realization or for anyone to communicate to him, oh, our guy is down, you better kick it out. Like it, it, It's just that, that argument is just null and void in this conversation. Uh, I, I had a lot of Inter fans say that they did the right thing. They proceeded right, and oh, we right have a play. stupid fan base. Like any anybody who says oh, that cool. is brain dead. Like it's, I've actually it's had really a few inter fans that reached out and said that it was the right uh, the right call, man. Well, the fact that you guys are saying that Sari told him to put it out that that yeah. right there, I never even knew. Like because Sari said it, me, said I, it I, after the game. He said it after oh, the wow. game. He told I, him to I, put it well, out. well, that that wraps it up for me. I don't have to argue with anybody else. And you're mad. Lord Figo, the legend. He's on Jerry's side. He says, "Jerry, congratulations." Inter fans stop bitching. Lazio <laughs> was the better team on the day. And I, and Figo, I'm not arguing it's, that. It's, it's quite possible. Yeah, I'm just talking. I think Dumfries is lucky to get a red card. I honestly think that Dumfries is so lucky he didn't get a suspension for yeah, what probably. he did. So, 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 as, as is Milankovic-Savic, because Milankovic had him around the neck and on the floor. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. Be, 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 part, be impartial. Oh, Come on. But, it wasn't if he does, hold on. If he, hold on. Nobody if got he, stuff out. I get that. A lot of people he, were on call. If he doesn't do that, right, where, where would Anderson be right now? That guy would be in a freaking hospital. I tell you right now, he would have been dead, man. <laughs> I'm what telling you, mean, you man. Do- why Dumfries was just pointing at him like he probably, probably deserves to be in the hospital after that like, bullshit. Well, what did Anderson and, and, and you and you could so, you could see he knew what he was doing. He was acting oh, yeah. with Lotaro like, "What did I do? What did I do?" Lotaro <laughs> was telling him like, "Yo, that's why you ain't shit." You know what I mean? But it's all good. Oh, I I think that Savage saved the life, man. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I Dave, maybe he did deserve a red. I don't know, man. But at the end of the day, like he. He saved a life because if he doesn't pull him back, I honestly think that Dumfries lost his cool. He lost his cool. Oh, he, he did. Gonna, he lost. And his I agree cool. with Dave. That. At the end of the day, he was going to throw that arm. Yeah. And had he had thrown that arm, he was a dead man because he wasn't protecting himself, Anderson. He wasn't protecting himself. He was just basically uh, saying. I've That's, seen this video a million times. It doesn't look like there was ever an intention to throw a hand. I saw he grabbed him by the chest and he pointed at. With, uh, at um, DeMarco on the floor. There was never, and then by then, uh, Savage had him by the neck. You know, I mean, there are different narratives going on, but the video is there for everybody to see. No, I, 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 me for one, I think that Dumfries was going to do something to him. And the way, the way Inter lost their cool, someone was going to do something stupid. Yeah. At the and end I didn't day, like it. Like, you have to, because, and, and you're someone. right, at, at that point, um, it's it's clear losing your temper is not going to help the situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know, losing your cool. Uh, it's not it's not like the referee is going to say, you know what? Because you're so angry, I'm going to disallow the goal. Like it, yeah. it accomplishes yeah. nothing. You focus. You keep playing. They deserve to take the L after that. Totally, absolutely, absolutely. After that, that, ga- that the game was over. After that, because we lost it yeah. mentally. Even when we had the ball. You saw there was no direction. Like I'm like, okay, those guys aren't gonna create any chances to 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 at least equalize because you could tell they were still upset about the whole situation. But I think what it is is like those guys why they why they lost their head. It's like there's like a unwritten rule of it's like a fraternity of of, of football yeah. players. You know, like when, like you know what to do, and that's what those guys were upset about. But then again, like I, I don't want to keep going on. We've all watched football. Yeah. A significant amount of time, so we, we do know this. 
it's yeah. gonna be brutal when it comes to January. There's gonna be a lot oh, yeah. of there's gonna be a lot of booing towards Anderson. Like, and I think there's lot. gonna be I think this is the type of game where and obviously we don't know yet which Italian referee yeah. is gonna officiate it, but he's gonna have the yellow cards ready, I think, because he's gonna wanna yeah. give out like a lot of cautions early in the match just to try yeah, and set the tone. Right. Yeah. You don't wanna let a whole lot go in that game. This, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna get brutal that game. Someone's gonna swing on it. I you know why it's funny, and I I don't know who tweeted it out to to me and Alex, but there's no rivalry really between the fans. There's like a good relationship, but there mm-hmm. is a there is a rivalry on the field now. Like there is, we can see it now. We saw it last year at the Stadio Olimpico with Vidal and the whole thing that happened. We're seeing it now with Felipe Anderson and the whole play that happened. Um, there, there, there's. I don't know how how bad it was at the San Siro last year. I don't know if there was any bad blood. I don't. I don't remember that, anything. In that but one. there, there's been some incidents like 2018 when we lost in the last game of the season. There was a lot of controversy in that game. Um, there, there on on the pitch, there is bad blood. I think it's starting to get to the point. There is starting to become a rivalry between the two sides. But it's mm-hmm. funny off the pitch that the fans are are very united. And, and we've seen like with the with with the Corvinord and how they they unite together. I don't think there was any bad blood between the fans at the game either after everything that happened. So it, it's just a, a a very weird situation because normally this kind of stuff would happen between Juve and Inter, Roma, Lazio, where where it would get heated, right? And you would see these kind of things, but. Um, I'll, I'll answer this guy's question right here, Dave. Let me get that shirt. <laughs> no way. I'll answer this guy's question. Felipe got a one-game suspension. Um, it, it, you know what? I thought it was a little bit harsh, but yeah. it was I, it was dumb though. It was yeah. a dumb thing to do. I, yeah. I think that, yeah. I asked a few people. A lot of most people said it was it was a harsh call. It should have been yellow card at most. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time. In, in the moment of how everything is going on, like, what do you expect, right? You had lost a game, especially the way you lost, and he's going to react like that. I, I just don't like the response he gave on Twitter or on Instagram, Korea. He really didn't apologize to his best friend of how he reacted in a way like, oh, I, I didn't mean to like – or just to show some respect to his own friend, not – not to the team. I don't give a fuck about me. Yeah. Just if he's your best friend, right? And you're like just acknowledging that it was just a mistake, whatever. And like you're kind of brushing it off, but you're saying that it's your fault. It's like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't hate Korea because he never did anything wrong with Lazio. He was an inconsistent player. That's what he was. Mm-hmm. But, but he did things to help the team. So I don't, I don't hate him. If he wanted to leave, I respect that. I'd rather have a guy who's honest and just says he wants to go. He wants to try something new. That's right. his decision. That's his and, and you want and you want players on your team who want to be there, right? But, but, be there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but acknowledge that you you kind of in in, in the same way you kind of not overreacted, but like just just no, I, or, or just just I, be I, just be I, more man about it. Don't just brush it off and be like, "Oh, was it my I think fault?" He just he, he just said he just said we're, we're moving on. Let's move on or something like yeah. that. That's what he said. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, um, he should have said that because I think that had the referee known the context, he yeah. probably would have given him a yellow because like yeah. 
me when I first saw it, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing jumping on Correa? And then and then you saw Skriniar was ready to go get him and everything. Like a lot of people didn't know that those guys were buddies. They go on vacation together and all that. Yeah, I had and no idea. Correa should have don't cry either, man. The situation. But don't huh? cry either. Felipe is such an emotional player, man. <laughs> yeah, what was that, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't so know so what Felipe. that was, bro. His eyes all red. Yeah. I, this guy has cried during games, man. Like, it's really? bad. Yeah, he's it's not during... the first time. <laughs> no, it's not the first time. It's so, uh, oh, so not stable emotionally. It's so bad. <laughs> wow. But, like, but, like, yeah, it's. um. I guess that's why he doesn't know when it's okay to go jump on somebody or when when it's not. So I was listening to the Lazio Lounge podcast and um, what's his name was at the game on Saturday, uh, Vittorio, and he said a good point. The Lazio fans actually booed Correa. Like, yeah, I noticed that. I didn't notice this until he, he said because I don't I don't really I fades off the crowd. I don't give a shit about the crowd when I'm watching the game. I'm watching the game. I don't give a crap what you guys say. They booed Morici, which is just sad, disgrace, yeah, because never, the guy had, the guy's never got a fair chance, let's be honest. As bad as we want to say he is, the guy hasn't played nine games in a row to be criticized fairly. You know what I mean? He's never been mm-hmm. playing consistently in big situations to see what you can do. So that's a whole different situation, topic, but booing your own player is one thing I don't agree with. He's still part of your team. You, you, it's like... It's like shitting your own house, man. You don't, you don't respect what you have, even if you don't like it. Like you just, it's your house. You, you do what you gotta do. But Korea being booed is wrong. It's all wrong for me. Lazio fans should not boo this guy. He wants to go. He wants to go. He wants to play for Inter. That's fine. No, no issues. How do you cheer for Inzaghi, but you don't cheer for Korea? I don't get that. Yeah, you had weird. one. Because Vittorio said a good point on his pod. One guy want, both wanted to leave. It wasn't like one wanted to leave when the other didn't. Right. Zaghi wanted to leave, okay? Let's be realistic here, guys. As much as we think that he was going to stay, he had a year to stay. Latito screwed it up. As it progressed, things became more serious with Inter. They jumped on. He was a free agent. That's it. He wanted to leave after. The opportunity is there. He's going to a club who's more ambitious. It's it's realistic. At the moment, they're not because of their situation financially. Gotta get that goddamn oil money, please. But, but that's not that's not an inter who <laughs> don't want to be ambitious. Papa Morata would love to go buy a whole new team right now, but yeah. he can't because the for for reasons we don't have to talk about it because we talk about it every week. Mm-hmm. But but the point is is that you don't boo a guy who helped you win a Copa Italia who helped you in the Champions League last year against Club Bruges when you had 11 guys out and scored a key goal to help you earn a 1-1 draw. Like, you don't forget the players who helped you. Now, you boo a player like that, he doesn't – the next time he ever scores on Lazio, he's going to celebrate. So good. It's yeah. not even, It's not even going to be funny, man. If he were to score in January, I guarantee oh my you God. my life he would He's going to do a lap around yeah. the entire field. I, and lastly, I think he wanted to leave also for, for reasons. I think that there are certain – a lot of players weren't happy with his reaction and how he kind of responded after with Felipe and, and just everything in general during the game. Um, there are some players who are kind of like not happy with him. I personally think he grew off a few players, some players that he just doesn't get along with anymore. That, that's That's not – that's not fact. I don't have source about that. That's just my 
assumption, my feeling that I just think that there are certain players he didn't want to be around anymore in this team. That's, I get that hunch, but. I want to look ahead. I want to look ahead to upcoming matches. Um, you know, Jerry, uh, no, we, Dave and I, we've already seen interplay their midweek match. Got a victory today against Sheriff. Uh, you have uh, Marseille Thursday, correct? In Europa League. Yeah, the and, fans are, and the fans are banned, eh? Really? They're not, they're not allowed. No, to I didn't know that. So they're not, the fans are not allowed to be at the Stadio Olimpico. Well, what the hell did they do? Um, I was asking Joe in our group, and he thinks that it's because of COVID. They're not allowing them to travel back and forth. Mm. Um, I think it's more for racism, personally, because there's a lot of history between Marseille, Lazio, Galatasaray, and uh, well, locomotive is not, as far as I know, isn't bad. And I think the locomotive fans were not actually at the Lazio game as well, personally, as far really? as I know. I think somebody somebody was saying this group has all the worst fans. Man. Yeah, terrible. Because Marseille fans, they get down. Yeah. Man, oh my God. <laughs> yes. And Lazio, we all know. Lazio yeah, versus yeah. Marseille so, fans is bad. Galatasaray, so it could it could be a disaster. So maybe it's for the better. It's a good point. Know? So there are no fans on Thursday there, so that is an advantage for Lazio this game. But vice versa, will be in the same situation like they were against Galatasaray. No fans. So, well, I, I think Locomotive had fans. At the last two game, I'm a hundred percent sure they did. Mm. Um, it's the other two teams that don't have fans, but um, as far as I know, uh, I think that lot two can take this game personally. Um, I think so too. I I haven't watched enough Marseille. They had a good weekend. They won four one. They do have a lot of good players. I think Guendouzi is Guendouzi is the one the one guy who really scares me in that midfield. Really, he's having he's been looking really good. I saw their game against Locomotive, and he looked really good in that match. Um, and I, I'm not sure if I saw their no, I didn't see the last game, but yeah, you know what? I'm curious to see who he starts. We do have a Cherby and Felipe for this game, yeah. So, though, that's a definite, they're back together, so that's a boost. Um, I'd like to see Marici start on Thursday. Because we got six games in 20 days, and we can't be playing Immobile every freaking game. Like, it's, it's yeah, absurd. And, 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 he's, and he's coming off a knock, too, I mean, recently. Yeah. I would be shocked if we didn't start Imerichi at number nine. Like, it'd be dumb. Like, seriously dumb. Like, um, we've only lost once to, Mer- to uh, Marseille in six meetings. The last t- two times we've... We played them was back in 2018-19 season. We won 3-1 in the first leg at Marseille and 2-1 at the Stadio Olimpico. So history is on our side. Um, but the, the thing is, a lot of those guys who did score are not in the lineup anymore. Caicedo, <laughs> Correa, Wallace. Wallace scored a goal. My God, man. You guys remember Wallace? What I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Defender, right? Wallace, man. I still remember the game when he played against Atalanta and all three goals conceded was because of him. And the whole crowd, the whole crowd just booed him. I was like, oh God. I was like, this that was the last game. The end of his last career. Yeah. That was the end of his yeah. I I would love to watch that game again because every goal got worse and worse and worse. It just was we started off one nothing. 
Marco Parolo scored in the first 10 minutes. And then as soon as you know it, it was one bad play after another in the second half. Just meltdown. And it was like, oh, God, that was the end of our season. We lost any hope of getting Champions League. But, like, oh, man, that guy there. But Parolo scored a beauty in the first leg. I was watching the highlights today. But, um, yeah, well, it's going to it's gonna be interesting because then you got Hellas Verona on, on Sunday. Yep. So at 9 o'clock. So it's uh, – I can't really speak much about Marseille. I don't, I don't really know how – I think they were winless in their prior six games or five games prior to winning on on Sunday. So it, I, I, I just think that at the Stadio Olimpico, no fans for them. This is a big must win for Lazio. They can't – you can't tie. They have to take the full three points and walk away with it, especially that the group is so tight and very close. And, and I hope they take it serious and they don't tank it. As much as I, I want them to do well in the city, uh, I think that the Europa League is, is a, a very open, wide wide open for them. And they can I, – I, I, as the season progresses, I think that they can go far in the Europa League. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping that no Italian team gets dropped into the Europa League. Personally, I don't want to see Inter, oh. Juventus, Milan. Forget it. They're 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 they're, 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 they're Yeah, that's awesome. they need the Champions League DNA. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gonna crap on them because I've never seen a team who has so many injuries like they do. Oh, I know. Or, yeah, or sure. we're. We can ban. I won't banter Milan because it's just it's just banter at the end of the day. No, no, no. I, 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 I just can't do it because of what the situation is they're in. It's just so bad. But like, I saw a tweet by Bonetti that the best thing is for them is to tank it so they can finish and win the Scudetto. He's right. Like, like, it, like He's Inter. Hundred percent right. I do, but I also don't agree because this team is just cursed. Yeah, they did the same thing last year. Basically, they they lost in the in the round of thirty two in the Europa League. Yeah. And what yeah. did they do after that, though? They didn't do anything. Yeah, they, they had a poor second half of the season. Yeah, yeah. man, like it, it doesn't evidently mean it, it worked out for Lazio because the momentum was there. I mean, what and it, it worked out for Inter last year. Now they didn't they didn't tank like they didn't they didn't drop out on purpose. Like they didn't tank it, but. It ended up working out in their favor because then they didn't have European football in the second half of the season. Here, here's a question to you guys. How many injuries did Inter have last year? Really? Not many. Just there you go. Sensi every every three days. Yeah. Well, they did oh, yeah. early in the season, like everybody had COVID. Like and, and like people forget that. And I'm not saying it to make excuses because a lot of teams had to deal with COVID. You know, Lazio included when they weren't faking positive or negative tests. You know, <laughs> they had to deal with it. Uh, but the like the, the first, like the first uh, four or five games of the year, they kept having to start freaking Kolarov at center back, who was just shipping goals left and right because all their defenders had COVID. No, no, but I ask, I ask you guys, not prior to being out of the Champions League, but after the Champions League. That's, that's yeah, not many. There you go. That's that's the argument is that can Milan do the same like Inter did. True, and Milan, I'm sorry, Lazio as well, to a certain degree. Can they re- can they replicate what they did? Because they did on a consistent basis, Inter, where they were beating teams who also had a lot of rest and yeah. had their players in the lineup and didn't have to like play Champions League either, right? So true. Yeah. Like, I, I think that Milan is a very good team. 
I'm just curious to see if they can stay healthy because even even prior to like the Champions League, they were already picking up injuries. This team can't stay healthy for some reason. No, no. I I don't know what it is, man. I I, no, I, no I give idea. them credit though because they still find a way to get results. Now maybe sure. it, you know if, if they still have injury troubles second half of the season, it might get harder because then people are tired and injured. But as far as the first half of the season goes, and they had similar situations last year in the first half of the year, like even when they have injuries, they still find a way to get results. I give them credit for that. Uh, before before we get out of here, uh, I want to get Dave's take, uh, kind of a, a look ahead to Juventus this weekend because that's that's gigantic. I mean, it's huge for both teams. Uh, yeah. Juve actually find themselves just three points now behind Inter in the standings. Uh, we're home. It's, it's going to be at at, um, at the Meata. I mean, yeah. you you are coming in hot, man. They've won four in a row, and yeah. I believe six if you count the Champions League, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, may, I, may, I may be mistaken, but at least five in a row if you count the, the Champions League, because they also beat Chelsea. Mm, and um, right. and we're we're struggling for form, and we're we're all over the place. I feel like the win today is a beautiful boost. Um, and when we saw guys like Vidal play such a great role, Sanchez came in, looked lively. Even Sensi, knock on wood. He came in and played a role, so that means we we're having we're having a weapons ready at the right time. Um, we just had a match at home, and we're we're about to rest. And the the match against Juve is what on Sunday or Saturday? It's ooh, that's a good question. Sunday. I, Let me look. I, yeah, I I think I I can I think it's Sunday, but I want to. Uh, okay, on Sunday. Okay. I'm finding it right now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's on Sunday. So okay. we're, we we have, we got the match on Sunday. So I guess that's enough time for us to get a, a full weeks of rest, as opposed to Juve who are traveling to Russia tomorrow and um they're coming back and then they have to train a couple of days and then they have to travel to Milano and stuff like that. So these are a couple couple little advantages that we have. So we should be the fresher side and we should be the hungrier side, especially after what happened with Lazio. We can't afford to to drop two matches in a row especially in the form that La- Napoli and Milan are in. So based on all these things and the fact that Inzaghi, he seems to to find Juve's number every year. So that's something that Jerry could, could attest to. It seems like Inzaghi beats Juve at least once a year. So I hope this is the the, the time that he does it for us and that he sets up the team and, and make sure we get we get that win. Um, I, 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 could see, I could see Vidal having a, a big game. I mean, th- think about how good he was. Uh, like yeah, that, that was yeah. like the only good game he played all year last year was that first matchup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. What do you think, Terry? Well, he he got them ready. You know what? At the Stadio Olimpico, we tied 1-1. And that was when Correa actually did that nice dribble and got Caicedo into Caicedo. that position. Um, we played really well that game. It was really balanced. I thought that Juve played well as well, and, and they had a few other chances. But in the second, in the second leg, we started off really well. That was a game where Correa scored that, that off that turnover. He intercepted the pass. And, and, yeah, yeah. And the first thirty minutes was all Lazio, but as soon as we came back, right? Yeah, Rabio scored that goal. He should never score from that angle on Pepperena. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. and it just opened up the floodgates, and we lost three one. But like there, again, our our back end just like it's it's always mistakes when we lose to like big teams under Simone Inzaghi. I don't know if anybody has ever noticed that. Like we we lost to Inter last year, three one because of a mistake. We brought in Parolo when 
why would you bring in a, 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 a midfielder, a center back against a team Small like Inter? Like you, you got defenders on the on the bench. If you don't like them, don't sign them. Like it's that simple. Like that go, that and that, that goes between the sporting director and the coach. It's not one or the other. Like you got players at your disposal and you're playing players out of position. Your job is to make them better and try to adapt. Um, that's that's the one thing where he he either gets his substitutions bang on or he gets them very wrong. Got them very wrong on Saturday against yeah. Lazio. He got them very right today against uh, sure. sure. Like yeah, that's, that's a pattern we've seen for sure. Good yeah. shout. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's so frustrating because like with Lazio, like there are days where like you're like, wow, wow, this guy got it on perfect, uh, and then the next game it's like, whoa, what, what happened? What game are you watching? Yeah, yeah. Like, like against Liverpool, sorry, against Bayern, we started Musacchio in the back. And I was like, why are we starting this? And then he starts him, he gives up a goal, and then he pulls him off after like 20 minutes. Oh, I remember that. Like, you got to stick with him for a half at least. And then yeah. you take him out, you bring in Stefan Radu, I believe, and, and you start playing with things, and it just dismantled everything. Like, that's where there, there, you're, there, there's, in, there's, Simone Inzaghi panic. And when Simone Inzaghi panic starts, it's not good, man, because he starts jiggling and ruffling. And he, I'm surprised he hasn't gone into full scream mode yet on, on the side of the pitch because he's looked pretty calm for, for he has. I've noticed. But I know what you're talking about because I, I recall I recall some of those scream sessions. In yeah, the I, I, I used to love laughing at them from the other side, but now that he's my manager, I hope I hope yeah. he can keep, keep it buttoned up. But like, yeah. Um, it's it, it all at the end of the day, Juve hasn't impressed me. I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't think they looked good on Sunday against Roma. I the thought, thing is, like, when, when Max Allegri is your manager, you don't have to look good, that's true. But, um, they're, they're right on schedule, man. It's scary, yeah. but yeah. uh, for those, for those who know, that's exactly what they do, they're they'll lure you to sleep, yeah, and a bunch of one nil wins. Still, yeah. One nil wins, ugly wins, and the next thing you know, they're climbing up the table. Yeah, I think Inter needs the first goal in this game, or else it's it's doomsday, man. Yeah, that's... probably so. Yeah, yeah, you're right because when when an Allegri team scores first, that's it's when they tighten up. Yeah, hate yeah. it, man. I was I fell asleep on Sunday for how boring it was. It was just so so bad. <laughs> and Zaki yeah. is caught because he knows it's my scudetto. This guy's this All guy's right, a Figo. Lord, Lord, Lord Figo is, is my favorite follow on Twitter. Again, <laughs> if there's a guy who can do it, man, I think it's Inzaghi. So, um, yeah. And and lastly, is the beauty about football is different compared to like Dave. Where do you live in North America? Yeah. Okay. I'm in Miami. Yeah, okay. he lives down by me. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So when you watch the NHL, I don't say the NFL because the NFL. It's exactly like it's like European football, where there's 16 weeks, and if you lose one game, it really matters. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you need to win the next week. It's exactly like soccer, okay? Slash mm. football, however people want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you. when you watch hockey for me, there's 82 games in a season. Mm-hmm. You win tomorrow, great. You lose tomorrow, doesn't matter. There's some you games know? that are throwaways. Yeah, yeah. In, in football, every game. Is different. Like as much as Lazio dominated on Saturday, 
that might not be the case next Sunday where Inter comes out stronger and it's a whole new ball game. Like with football, mm-hmm. it's 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 so different for me because, and that's the beauty about about playing thirty eight weeks is that you you don't know what to expect a lot of the time. Where the crappiest yeah. team look on on Monday, Fiorentina lost. And to, to Venezia, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and before that game, they played very well against Napoli. Yeah, and they looked terrible. Yeah, and, and Inter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So like anything is possible. Like as much as we say, oh, this is what they need to do. This is what. Yeah. It, it, we can say all we want, but with football, every game varies from game to game, and, and each team. Story. Yeah. yeah, each team matches up differently. Maybe the fact that Lazio were able to beat Inter is because they kind of their 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 team kind of balances out against them where they got a good striker. Like we were saying this, I had Mario and and uh, Anthony last week, and I said that was a good show. I watched that one the other day, and I, and I said I to him, that. "Your back line's better than our back line." But funny, our back line miraculously did better than yours when yeah. it had to step up. It stepped up, and it stepped up with Patrick. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Our our midfield, I thought Brozovic did a freaking hell of a job. Like they they need to re-sign that man yesterday. Yeah. But, yeah. And, 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 and but, I but, but Milenkovic Savage is is just Milenkovic Savage, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, no and matter he, how he's, good, he's great. Playing, he's, he's great. Period. But he always plays exceptionally well against Inter. Savage. Inter, like yeah. he's he's yeah. always a great player, but he tends to always score against Inter. And then you got the striker position, Immobile, where I I gave it. 50-50 because Jekyll's is just equally as balanced as good. I think Jekyll's good on his best day too. Mm-hmm. Um, for the best part, neither striker were impactful on, on open pitch though. So yeah. in the open play. So as much as Immobile scored from the spot, people have to remember he didn't score from open play. So I don't really, I kind of just balance it. So that's how I see it, man. Like it's a, it's a midfield where, and I know people are going to say Galliardini. High, high savage in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> you you can say that all you want, but at the end of the day, savage scored. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, Brozovic. Oh, Brozovic was 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 levels on him. Okay, but when when you needed Brozovic to score a goal, was he there? No. When Savage needed to score a goal, was he there? Yes. And I get that. Brozovic is a CDM, but he has the ability to score too. He's shown that. Yeah, he's got a he's got a good shot. Really that, good that's shot. the difference between a, a a complete player like Savage, who has the ability to to game in and game out, step up against bigger teams. Now, yeah. take that take that scenario and go to Juventus. Now, I think Inter has a better defense. I think that Inter has a better midfield. And I think the striker position is well balanced. Midfield for sure. Um, as far, as far as the defense goes, on their best day, yes. But the way they've been playing lately, give the edge to you. But you do, but you still got to go with what you have, and what mm-hmm. you have is is Inter. And like I said, Inter on his best day, you never know what can happen on Sunday. That's true. I've, I've seen I've seen Zaghi go two bad games and go one amazing game. Yeah. And another amazing game. I've seen what he can do, and I, and I go on the balance that Inter is the better side in this match, regardless of what form Juventus is in right now. Um, and, and you know what? Juve is playing at Saint Petersburg tomorrow, and yeah. that's that's a travel, man. You're going to Russia, 
Like, it's not – I saw last year Lazio played in St. Petersburg, and that was not an easy match. No. They ha- and they had their fans there. They were allowed to have fans. And I remember Caicedo scored the, the tying goal in the 80th minute. And uh, don't ask me how I remember these things, by the way. Um, <laughs> but uh, he scored Holy the tying goal, great. and that was a, a very difficult match. I saw yeah. Chelsea-St. Petersburg in the opening match of Champions League, and Chelsea struggled. And St. Petersburg is a good team. They have some quality. They're going to make it hard for Juventus tomorrow. That's not going to be a walk in the park kind of game. It's going to I'll be. I'll make sure I'm watching. Yeah, you watch, yeah. man. It's not going to be a five-one game. If Juventus to win, it's going to be like two-one, one nothing. Don't don't think it's going to be a blowout personally. But um, I, again, I could be wrong. But it's, whatever it is, I just hope they expand the maximum amount of energy. And yeah, that, um, <laughs> that's that's what I'm asking. And that they have multiple travel delays, like they get delayed on their plane coming back yeah, and all that. But yeah. listen, we'll, we'll 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 wrap it up on this note. Oh, I want to send a huge. I want to say, Lukaku. Everyone's saying Lukaku struggling at Chelsea. I'll I'll make this quick and simple. Mm-hmm. He should never have left in the first place. Um, it's I'll I'll, I'll give us two players: Immobile and Felipe Anderson. And I say contrast. When Felipe Anderson was sold and left, he had no choice. He didn't want to leave. But right. when he was sold, okay, he was never the same player again. Downgraded oh, yeah. into the EPL. Came back to Lazio. He's been on a tear. Mm-hmm. Certain players sit in certain teams. Lukaku strived perfectly at Inter. Now, would he have done as good under Inzaghi? We don't know. But the league is perfect for him. Now yeah. he goes and, and also he, he knows those teammates so well. Yeah, he go to EPL, the style of play does not work him. Like Tuco plays suicide football. Like yeah. sit, sit back and defend. It's it's not they don't benefit to, to how he wants to how he plays. They don't attack enough. They don't push up high in order to have a number 10 behind him to play someone alongside him. And he's driving in a three five two. I don't even think they're playing in a three five two right now. I could be wrong. I think they're playing they're a three, three, four, three. three. Yeah. Most, most times, right. yeah. So, like, those are factors, man, that are not helping him. And, like, and, and, and actually, a side point apparently, Philippe Anderson had the game of his life on Saturday, also because he had revenge against Inzaghi. So, apparently, Inzaghi didn't want him at Lazio anymore and kind of casted him out of the lineup. And he had some vendetta that he wanted to prove to him that he made a mistake getting rid of him. And that he had a player had had Nzaki never had they had Lacha never sold Felipe Anderson, we would look like a different team the last three seasons. Honestly. Oh go look at his stats. His stats with Lazio is incredible. You lose Lazio, ghost. I don't get it, man. There are certain like I said. If you take Immobile out of Lazio, he's not the same player. I don't give a show what anybody says. He could play for any team in Serie A. He'll never be the same. I just don't think he'll be the same, man. He has the right system, the right foundation, the right players. Like, There's a reason why Alberto and Savage haven't been sold yet, and and, and I think it's because their partnership with Immobile. Mm. I, think, I think it's like a trident that they all work together and they, they have like this relationship together. Like, look at the way Savage celebrated that goal. That's a guy who, like, 
wants to be at Lazio. It's not just a guy who just wants to win and that's it. There, there's a difference, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he clearly wants to be there because if yeah. he didn't, if he didn't, he he could have forced a move, right? Like he's got plenty of opportunities. Yep. He's yeah. a, he, he's a, it's not like there's no demand. Like you, the five biggest clubs in the world would all want to have that guy. He could have left now if he wanted to. And I say the same thing for Brozovic. He's not going anywhere. Brozovic no, he's is not, not leaving. Even, even not even Beppe Marotta, who's a straight shooter. Like he doesn't he doesn't lie when he does his media conferences i mean maybe he won't tell you the truth about like ownership stuff because that's not really his business but when it comes to like players like he even said brozovic has he's turned down other off he wants to be here so we're going to try to work it out so and i i take him at his word at that and in the last part is thomas trikosha was the best i i saw a picture i tweeted out of him celebrating on top on the third goal and i didn't actually put two and two together he was the most happiest actually because of what happened last year. And here's here's a flaw from Inzaghi. He casted off Strakosha for no reason out of the lineup. Like, he got COVID. He had an injury. When he came back to the lineup, he didn't play. And he just kept on starting with Pepe Arena. Like, you imagine being that goalkeeper where you helped your team win trophies four years in a row, got back to the Champions League, and when you got back to the Champions League, and after you got COVID and thing, you are no longer the starter for Champions League. And you were replaced by a 39-year-old. No disrespect, because he's still a good player. But he should be a backup, not a starter. You need to look at your future. You got a 25-year-old on the bench. And, and he should be the guy playing right now. Not a freaking 39-year-old who's got one year left maybe in him. Yeah. Like, And that's why he was celebrating right in front of Mizagi. There's a lot of players on Lazio which I didn't really know, do not like him at all. I was like, wow, this is like, because we always talk about how family, family, this team's united, this team's tight together. And then then when you see players cheering against your previous manager, it's like maybe it wasn't as tight as you think it was, right? Yeah. Maybe Korea left for a reason. Like, so – yeah, I'm done. Well, if, he, if he left for a reason, I don't think he would be joining that the same manager. <laughs> that was, so that clearly wasn't the reason. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't have to be. He he wanted to join because of Inzaghi, but we don't right, know right. what other Maybe, maybe he was on Inzaghi's side more. Yeah, maybe, exactly. oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. We'll wrap up the episode on that note. Uh, Dave, can't thank you enough for taking some time. Let people know where they can find you, sir. Hey, guys, man. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Jerry. Always a pleasure chatting with you, Alex. Uh, I'm I'm at uh, Forza Enter 80. I'm on Twitter. I'm always talking crap. It's, I'm not hard to find. We have if to meet guys... up at some point, man. It's crazy that we, you know, I don't know how many miles. We're so away close, man. We... Like for yeah, real. We're, yeah, we're we're, we're next probably within like 30 let's... miles of one another. We got to make some shit happen. Oh, what here, you... man. Yeah, your... next big What's game. Let's get together, man. What's your score for what Sunday? That? What's your prediction? I have two one enter. I like that. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go, go two one answer. I can go with that. Oh, there we go two one answer all across. You know what? I'm gonna go two two because I don't want to mush it. Thank you. I when I when Lazio played Inter, everybody asked me. What, I honestly thought Lazio was gonna win, but I stuck with the two two score, man. Uh, I was dude, like, no fuck yeah, away. You you don't don't it it, oh fuck away, man. There's certain <laughs> games that I can. I, depends who it is. Like if it's like. Lazio's ball. I'll give you an honest opinion. Yeah, Lazio. Yeah, because you know, because you know, yeah. You, you you would think that was true. That's not what happened. But like, 
certain marquee matches, I just don't bother, man, because it's like it's hard. So, but I, I like your prediction, and I like the jersey too. Thank well, you, man. Appreciate huge it. Huge <laughs> thanks to everybody, everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for taking time out of your thanks, evening. Guys. Yeah, make sure you follow Jerry and all his work, J Mancini 8. Follow Dave at Forza Inter Haiti. Follow me at Alex Donno. And we will talk to you guys again on another episode of the Cultural Connection Podcast. Ciao. Again.